Down and down again. Oh. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Oh. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. Oh. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't oh, find her. Shit. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. Um, we're actually going to do like a regular schedule of April, Mondays and Wednesdays. And uh, well, take that back. I have, cause I've been asking about that. People have been asking about certain. Uh, shows and stuff and i have not seen everything you guys are talking about um so actually the for the rest of the month of april the wednesday shows will consist of this one which will be john wick 4 review u4 season review night agent review um and that will cover the rest of april may i'm actually going to take a hiatus a real hiatus no special shows even if something happens uh, we'll be in the process of doing something I can't announce yet. Um, and so, but I did want to address the John Wick 4 episode. And I actually had someone talk to me about Night Agent. And I, I just happened to be watching it um, just randomly. And I said, like, oh, I, I, I just finished it. So I'll do a show on it. And then you, season four, had some thoughts on that as well. Um, so these will come in the next coming, in the upcoming week. So uh, today, slow chemical here. I see things a little differently. Um, let's talk about John Wick 4. Uh, essentially, I thought there was going to be a John Wick 5. I thought they already announced like a John Wick 5. Um, but um, maybe I was wrong in hearing that. Maybe that's just something I wanted to hear. But I thought this was a fitting... If this is going to be air quotes... I'm doing air quotes. You can see me doing air quotes. If this will be the, conclu- the conclusion, excuse me. I think it's a fitting conclusion to um, an interesting out-of-nowhere story. Like, for those of you guys who know the history, and I don't think we've ever reviewed a John Wick movie on this podcast before. I don't think we have. Um, but I always found it, this interest, this this story, this movie, this series very interesting because it's a, really a hit. And it's funny because I was talking to Jonathan Esther before, and he said everyone's always looking for that, that franchise now that they're going to attach their name to. And he, and he specifically said Jared Leto. And I thought about it. Like, you know what? Jared Leto has been chasing that. Whether he's a Joker, whether he's Morbius, he's constantly chasing that that hit series. And it's like, you know what? That makes sense, you know? I think the thing about Keanu Reeves is interesting. His career has been very interesting. I don't know if he's ever been chasing that. I think it's kind of fallen, not fallen in his lap because he's worked hard for it, obviously. But, I mean, I think... Um, I'm going to say falling in his lap, but not in a disrespectful way. Try to follow me on this journey real quick. I think it's falling in his lap as far as, like, the success of a lot of stuff. Like, the Matrix. Like, legitimately, I just saw the Matrix Matrix 1 for the very first time. I think it was last year. It was after Neo. Uh, Neo. <laughs> it was after Nico was on the show one time. And he said something about it. And I ended up uh, watch, checking it out. Um, I, I get it. It makes sense. It makes the memes make a lot of sense now. Um, it's not for me. I don't care enough about it to ever watch that again or follow the franchise. I just don't care. Um, but I, I get why at the time it was such a phenomenon. But even Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, stuff like that has, like, Speed, Speed 1 was really, uh, Speed 2, I didn't get what I did without him. But Speed 1 was actually really fun. Uh, him and a uh, young Sandra Bullock. Uh, well, Sandra Bullock was the fucking same. Um, but, so to see. 
But um, I, I think in in a world where people are chasing franchises, Keanu Reeves was a visionary when it came to this. Now, if you don't know the background and history, essentially here's the history. The creator of John Wick had a script ready to go, and he was pitching, and he was he wanted to pitch it to studios, but he wanted to attach an actor to it. So that way he said, I have a story, I have a script, I just and I have an actor, I just need backing. And so essentially he somehow got in contact with Keanu Reeves, and Keanu Reeves loved it. And Keanu Reeves said, hey man, let's not even talk about money or anything right now, let's pitch this together, and I'm attached to this as this character. He was like, really? Really? Cool. So they went to a bunch of movie studios, pitched it, and they obviously the game picked up and the first backer of it was evan uh, evan lagoria uh former wife to basketball player tony parker on a desperate housewife super gorgeous one woman i think she has clothing lines perfume lines she's very successful i think she even has like her own channel on the on the spanish channel i am um, I, I don't watch the spanish channel so i don't know the name of it sorry but um very successful woman and very gorgeous woman, very talented woman, obviously. And she was the first person to attach her money on it um, as a producer. That's what producers do. Yeah, at times they uh, either find funding or they are funding it. Um, and so essentially that was the first person to plant the seed that, of this story that would grow and and evolve and, and that's super, and to me when I found that out and I started doing more research about it, not, not for the show, it was just be doing research i think it was during COVID. is when i started doing research on this movie this series and this was not based on a comic book it's a comic book now but it was not based on a comic book and um the first one was a massive hit and to me they've gotten equally better as the story has evolved the thing i've loved about it is you didn't need to tie up loose ends in this story every piece to the puzzle came when it needed to come like holly berry's uh character came when it needed to come you know what I'm saying? Like, and technically, she cast herself in in th- volume three. What you mean? This is so interesting how these how this story evolved because uh, she wanted to work with the director of uh, volume three, and so he, she said, "Hey, just so you know, I'm in your next movie." She didn't know what it was, but she said, "But she loves the director's work." She said, "I want to be in your next movie, no matter what it is." And then he told her, "Hey, I'm doing John Wick three next." And if you actually see videos of Keanu Reeves training to do all the gun stuff he does. Holly Berry was training with him for the third one. She said, I'll do whatever I need to do. I'm on it. And that's how she got involved in it. So people just want to be a part of the franchise because they want to work with certain people, and it just worked out. But to me, I think that's the thing. For as much as everyone's a critic now, right? You go on YouTube, everyone's a deep critic, and they uh, doesn't they don't need a degree to be smart, but it's like one of those things where it's like you could tell how people are just really being nitpicky instead of enjoying it. And that's why I can watch stuff like this. Watch stuff like Jack Bauer because it's like 24 is because it just allows me to cut my brain off and just watch something. Yes, it's outlandish. Yes, it's over the top. That's okay. Not everything has to be so realistic. I watch so many documentaries that for me, it just keeps my brain on. It gives me thinking like, wow, what if they would have done this? And this one's like, okay, I wouldn't have done that as a writer, but I, I see what they went with there. Like, when I get to Night Angel later this month, I'll, I have some thoughts on that. And I'm actually like doing a marathon of recording all this stuff in this, on the same day. I'm actually recording it all on Easter Sunday. Um, but essentially, John Wick 4 came about, and I didn't know it was going to be the end. It was a shocking end. Um, I saw it late. It was like a week late. Um, 
And so essentially, people were saying the only knock they really had on it was the runtime. I didn't care about that only because it took the three hours to finish the story. And usually the John Wick franchise has had a uh, a steady stream of, okay, it's fast-paced throughout everything. That's what keeps it going. This needed to be slow because it needs to, you needed to see the, the little subtleties of things. Like his relationship with, uh, with Styx, the blind man. That's, no, that's, that's off of fucking Daredevil. Whoever the blind man's name was. I, mean, I know his real name, but... You had to see the relationship they had there. Even though he took out one of his, they took out he took out one of his mutual friends. He had that loyalty to him, and they understood each other. And they had to work together in order to make make it through for both of their sakes. Um, didn't work out for both of them, but either way, I felt the slow buildup helped this time around. You know, and it's just reported that John Wick only had three eight. Excuse me. Keanu Reeves only had 380 words of dialogue in this movie. That's fine. This character doesn't talk much. That's okay. Um, and so I felt like from the beginning to the end of this, I felt thoroughly enjoy. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I have no knocks on it. I thought it was like the perfect ending to, if this is the ending of his story, I thought it was the perfect ending because of the dialogue that they, that they did use when, Keanu, John Wick finally realized what I am just living to die. I'm not really happy here. I'd much rather see my wife, you know? And if you think about it, we kind of got, even if you look at the, uh, the potholes or the plot holes, he literally got out of the game, was forced to get back in the game, got out of the game just to cut his pinky off to get back in the game. I only seen John Wick three once, so I don't remember exactly why he did it. But I remember he cut his pinky, wasn't his pinky or his wedding ring, or his wedding finger ring finger off to get back in because he thought it would work, but it didn't work. And next thing you know, he's being shot off a fucking roof. Um, I thought overall this was fantastic, um, and I thought it did. I thought it stayed true to what brought it to the table. It didn't try to change anything. Yes, it started slower than it usually would. But there's so many layers of story about his history. And then you've seen the Japan Continental. And you've seen people that he was really loyal to, loyal to, really willing to risk their lives in order to say, you know what? This this guy's this guy, he'll do it for me. And so I I loved every action piece. Um, the gun stuff, everything with them now putting their suit over their face, like I know it's probably higher on the realistic how many times they get shot in that fucking suit. But the reality is I, I everything was paid perfect a deep uh, perfect attention to detail, as I think this whole entire series has. Um but I also don't I also think once he's out of the game, why would he go back to the game? Because now you've literally done it over and over now. You understood why he got back in the game. And then you understood why he had to stay in the game because of two, because two, he owed a debt marker to somebody. So he had to get back in the game. But that person then betrayed him, which then made him do an action he should have never had done. Then he goes to three and he fighting, he's fighting the, the table. It just like it, it will be redundant at this point because uh, it just wouldn't make any sense. Now, he's already shot a cameo. For the upcoming spinoff, it's a baller. It's based off a ballerina or something like that. Um, so he's always shot a cameo, and apparently that 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 show is based in 
um, between seasons, excuse me, episodes or volumes three and four. So that's why he's alive in that because it's based on that middle part. Um, but I enjoyed it. Like I said, I thought it was a, I thought it was the perfect ending to, honestly, for what it is, it's a perfect series for what it is. It's a perfect series of movies. If you like just action, boom, 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 it's perfect for you in that regard. You know, to me, the same way I feel like with Ethan Hunt, that story just keeps evolving and evolving and evolving. And I don't think it's redundant because they keep adding more players to that to that game, so it makes sense. You know, I know Fast and Furious has like a two part movie. It's uh, part one's coming out, I think, next month, and then part two's next year. And I think Mission Impossible is kind of doing the same thing, except it's not the end of it. But they shot two movies in one. But to me, Fast and Furious, you, it's, it's the same thing. You can only go so far with these characters, especially when you have characters like The Rock, who have been essential to that series since five, not working with Vin Diesel, etc. It's not something in that. With this, it was time to end it as well because now you introduce all the other characters you can base spinoffs off of. And then you can still see John Wick and see how these blood debts were, were owed and what he did for people and what he did not do for people. So for me personally, I thought this was a perfect series for what it is. If you don't like cutting your brain off and everything has to be thought out, everything has to be realistic, well, it's entertainment, so everything is not going to be realistic. It's like when you see these stories, these movies that's based on a true story, they're, they're in... They're indulged for entertainment purposes. That's why I choose to watch documentaries over these uh, inspired by true events movies, you know. Um, but this, I thought, was fantastic. Runtime did not bother me because I felt like once it was done, okay, everything made sense why he why he would risk this, this, and this in his final one. In that stair scene, once I saw the stairs, I said, he's going to get knocked down at least once. Motherfucker got knocked down two or three times. It was hilarious. Um... So I enjoyed it. Like I said, I just I think I think if this is the end, it's a perfect end to his story. So um, that's my review of it. I'm not gonna go blow for blow with you guys. You guys can go watch if you want to, but I know people ask me for my, for my opinion. That's my opinion and a little history of the of uh, the movie and the series. So uh, that's this episode for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'm So Chemical, and this is I see things a little differently. <laughs>